Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So glad to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. And ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money on so many things. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, I got a special warning for you. As you're out and about shopping through this Christmas season, all the offers that are going to come along for you to get instant store credit. And coming up yet later, there's an idea from Europe that in fitness and starts is coming into the workplace in the United States. It's a great way for us to get people who have the skills that employers are desperately looking to hire for. Something for you as an employee and definitely something for the employer as well. My wife and I recently went on our anniversary trip Uh, I use anniversaries as an excuse for us always to take great trips. And so we used frequent flyer miles to fly to Italy. And so that was my favorite price, not paying. And then we flew to Rome, picked up a car rental, and the car rental was amazingly cheap. We had a Volkswagen Golf. That drove great. That was a great car. I guess it would be called a compact or midsize in Europe. You have to drive a stick if you're going to get a deal. Manual transmission. And the car was $93 for the week. With all the junk fees added in, it was $162 US. I mean, that's not a lot of money. The When we had to go buy diesel, though, that was really expensive. So many cars in Europe run on diesel fuel. And then the tolls on the Italian motorways. But I know that a lot of people are traumatized or afraid to drive in Italy. I've driven all over Italy. I mean, every part of Italy, from the the Italian Alps, over to Venice, Milan, all the way into the south, the Amalfi Coast, Rome, Stupid to drive in Rome. Um, Tuscany, Umbria. I've driven on the Adriatic coast. I mean, pretty much everywhere in the country except the very bottom of the boot. And if you're driving north of Rome, the northern part of Italy, driving is not that bad. It's no worse than a lot of American cities with very aggressive drivers. Southern Italy, a nightmare. I think they all attempt to drive with their eyes closed or something. But if you are going around Italy, the advantage of having a car is all the little towns you can go to. And this time we spent most of our time, after we left Rome, we didn't go to Rome itself, just the airport, in Umbria and Tuscany. And I'll hit you with some of the little towns we went to, Orvieto, 
Monte Polciano, who knows how close that is to pronouncing, Siena, which is basically the second city of Tuscany, Florence, the first city of Tuscany, Lake Branciano, which I have a video on Clark.com that I unfortunately called Lake Bracciano, which is how it looks as an American. And it was so inexpensive traveling around Italy because we went in the fall. And yeah, the days were shorter. It was cool, not cold. Temperatures during the day generally mid-60s, not that cold at night. Hotels were cheap. Gosh, we rented a suite in Siena for three nights, and we paid 103 euro a night, including breakfast and all taxes. So 103 euro would be like $120. And it was for a big suite at a beautiful property, and we paid not much money anywhere. So the difference in going in the fall all the way through March is, yeah, it's a little colder, but the crowds in the tourist cities are so much smaller. The lines to go in somewhere, so much smaller. The Duomo in you know, the big main church in Florence, in the summertime, it has lines forever to go in. When we were just there and we didn't go in, but the lines were maybe only 20 people long. Restaurants, you just walk in without a reservation. Most restaurants, anywhere we went. And the food, incredible. No matter where we went, whether it was a dive or a fancy place, and typical meal for the two of us, including I don't drink wine, but my wife would get, of course, Italian red wine, Complete meal would typically be between 20 euro and 30 euro, somewhere which makes it like 20, uh, 25 to 37 dollars. I mean, it was, it was really a great experience. And again, you can see my videos of various places we went on Clark.com. And what a wonderful, wonderful experience to have the opportunity to go. And the smaller towns we went to were so great. But Joel, the greatest shock was we were walking around Monte Pulciano, however you say it. And your, your school, your alma mater, has a campus there. And I had no idea. That's amazing. And I don't know why, because if I had known, I totally would have taken a semester there. So there are schools that are so big. In terms of name recognition, different parts of the country, you went to a school in suburban Atlanta called? Kennesaw State University. And since you went there, now they have major college football. They have a campus in Europe. They got all kinds of things going. And when you went there, they had, what, two buildings that computers went to? Seriously, it's changed a lot since I went there. Kevin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Kevin. You have a question for me about a dirty word on our show. You know, we try not on a family-friendly show to have cuss words on our show, but you want to ask about being a co-signer. Yeah, well, my daughter wants to get an apartment. She's a full-time student, so she'll be moving away from the from the home closer to the university, and uh, 
she works full-time, and she also is a full-time student, but she doesn't quite qualify to sign the lease. So they are going to need me to co-sign. Now, All right, can I, I have, ask you a I question have, before you go further? Yeah. How many other people will be sharing the apartment with her? One. All right. I want you to know that the the agreement they will ask you to sign likely will make you responsible not just for your daughter, but for the roommate as well. If the roommate disappears, uh, drops out of school and moves away, they don't pay the rent, you likely will be responsible for both sides of the rent. Okay. Well, that's that's not really a financial problem for me. Okay. Uh, my, my, my real question is, uh, they, they want me to thaw my credit uh, so that they can look at my credit. And I was wondering, why can't I just give them my Quizzle account password? Because the way it works is when they're doing what's known as a trade lines credit check, they okay. will have a pre-existing relationship with Equifax, TransUnion, Experian, or an, uh, an alternative company that just specializes in credit and background checks for landlords. And okay. so they've got their standard formula, and that's how they do it. And they, to add insult to injury, not only will you have to pay to thaw your credit, and hopefully they can tell you you only have to do one of the three credit bureaus. Hopefully okay. they can tell you which one. But they also legally have the right to charge you a fee for doing that credit check. Okay. But, yes, you do have to do it exactly as they say. Okay. Well, I, I probably wouldn't have a, uh, a problem unfreezing just one of them, but I, I wouldn't do all three. Well, that's why you just ask, which bureau do you pull from? Okay. And the person you're talking to may not know. They may need to ask somebody okay. else, a supervisor, whoever. Because now, if, if you okay, get the right answer, then it's much easier because you're just thawing that one. Okay, now one more question. When it, if I do decide to thaw it, how long does it take to refreeze it? That's up to you. It can be for uh, one inquiry. It can be for one day. It can be one week, one month. I suggest make it for like a week or two in case something else comes up. Like you got to have a credit check for uh, cable TV or a phone or whatever so you yeah. don't immediately freeze it back and then you got to turn around and thaw it again and so the standard answer is usually uh, particularly with a move is that you thaw it for 30 days marcel is with us marcel i'm glad to have you on the clark howard show what's going on hello mr clark how are you doing today great thank you my name is marcel i'm a student at north carolina state university and i'm 18 the wolf pack yes sir go wolf pack so, I'm 18 and I've been working since I was 15, saving as much money as I can and uh, working hard during the summer, during school, whenever. But now I have about $4,000 in my money, uh, my money market account in my bank. And I recently downloaded an app called Robinhood, which I heard had great reviews. So, I put a little money in there and I don't know much about investing. So, I just wanted to know what kind of options I have 
with those $4,000 to make that money profitable at the age of 18. So Robinhood, let me explain what Robinhood is to your fellow listener. Robinhood is a platform where you can buy and sell stocks for free on your iPhone or Android. And it's completely free for trades. It's a legit deal. So you're buying individual stocks or you can buy something called ETFs, exchange traded funds, which allow you to buy something kind of like a mutual fund where you own hundreds or thousands of stocks all in one stock called an exchange traded fund. But the thing is, you've earned this money working, correct? Yes, sir. How soon are you going to use any of this $4,000? Well, I initially had a little over 4000 So what I did with that money was I put in $1,000 total. So I split that 1000 into two $500 IRAs, and then I put the rest into my money market. So those $4,000 right now are after the expenses that I'm going to have for this year. So it's money you may need in a year or two for school, though, right? Yes, sir. So, All right. So um, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you something very discouraging. Okay. Okay. With the money you're going to need while you're in school, you need to keep that just straight in savings accounts. You cannot invest through Robinhood or any other platform because investing, by its nature, things go up and down pretty wildly in the short right. term. And investing needs to be more like a five-year kind of thing. The IRA you have, is it a Roth IRA or a regular that you put the 500 into each? 500 is in a Roth and 500 is in a regular. All right. At your age, you should be doing only a Roth. Okay. And so I would, I would even do the conversion where you move the IRA money to Roth money. You may owe a little tax, not a lot. And as you have money you can put aside... Do Roth instead of IRA, and look at my investment guide where I would recommend you put that Roth money in a target retirement fund, and good luck to you in school. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Today's Clark Rageous moment is something that is so timely and such a problem through the Christmas shopping season. Something any retailer will ask you. Would you like to save 15% today on your purchase? Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. Danger, danger. This is a real risk to your wallet. When the store says, would you like to save blah, 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 or get six months same as cash, whatever it is, be aware, be wary. Store credit cards are junk. Store credit is junk. The interest rates charged sky high. It's typical on a store card you'll pay somewhere between 25 and 36% interest. When you're offered a no, no, no plan, no down payment, no payment, no interest for 6, 12, 18 months, you know what happens if you don't get it paid off in full? 
by that exact date, you got to have it paid off in full. The interest usually is retroactive to the day of the purchase at typically 35% interest. On your credit report, those store cards are looked at often as a negative, not a positive in the credit scoring models. And I am so fierce about this. I got a column for you at Clark.com. Why you don't want to save that money. I love saying it when the poor cashier, who's required to say it to every person who walks up, would you like to save 15% on your purchase today? And I say, no, I'd really not want to save that money. And they, their heads pop up where usually they're not even focusing on what your response is. Because I don't want that store trash. And then I think about, gosh, if they only offer me that discount, if I take their bribe, that means they're charging everybody else too much money in the store in the first place. Keep it simple. Just offer me a good deal day in and day out. Now, if it's a store card that is co-branded with a Visa logo, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, it's fine to have that store card because that's not junk credit. That's real credit. But then also be aware, even if it's co-branded, the interest rate on it might be through the roof. And if you can't pay your balance in full, that would be Clark Rages. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you being empowered with knowledge so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, and ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money through the entire Christmas shopping season and beyond. So, all these employers whining, they can't find qualified workers right now. Millions of jobs, millions of jobs sitting unclaimed because the applicants who come in don't have the right skill set to go with that job. And I've been saying it for 10 years that we need to think like the Germans do. The Germans deal with this with apprenticeships and targeted training programs. And for some reason, there's like this misconnect going on because except for the state of South Carolina, I'm not aware of any other effort in the United States where our state-supported technical colleges are specifically looking for the skills that employers want to be employees to be trained in and they're targeting their technical college programs specifically to be able to funnel people into those jobs employers are looking to fill. But there's also a role for employers, and I'm so impressed that a builder in Colorado where there's such a shortage of skilled labor 
has set up its own construction school. Saw an item in the Denver Post and in the Washington Post about a program Oakwood Homes has set up, which is a big production builder, and they're offering an eight-week boot camp for free where people who would like to make decent money in construction learn how to use a saw, how to tile, how to drill, how to plaster, how to paint, any of a number of other skills. And it's free for people to go get those skills. You don't get paid while you're learning them. The advantage of what I've talked about with the Germans is the Germans pay you a training wage. German employers do this. And you work side by side with a skilled individual. And you learn on the job under the oversight of a skilled craftsman, craftsperson, who that's how he or she learned how to do the job they're doing as an apprentice. And so that's how the Germans have been able to have a continuous flow or continual of skilled workers in order to be able to do jobs in factories, in construction, in so many different areas. And we, after all these years of employers whining, they can't find the right people to do jobs. You'll end up with much more loyal people and you'll train them the way you want them to be trained if you can either set up a cooperative effort with a state-supported technical school or set up your own training program so that you bring people along in the way you want things done. Kathleen's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Kathleen. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Kathleen. How can I be of service to you? Well, I want a direction to go in. Um, I'm looking to help my father. Uh, He is wanting to set up a college savings program for his little great-grandson who just turned one year old this last week. Great-grandson? Yes. How lucky is your dad to have lived long enough to not only have children come in this world, grandchildren come in this world, but now a great-grandchild come into this world. That's right. So he won't need this for about 17 years, but uh, my dad wants to, to make investments for him, um, a, a, you know, a savings program for him, and uh, have it ready for him when he graduates high school. So a few questions. How much money is he thinking of putting aside for the great-grandchild? Um, it, it'll probably be, uh, you know, a, a nice sum each year. Okay. So there's two ways to do this. As a great-granddad, he can set up a 529 account, which is a tax-free college savings account. There are okay. special rules under the tax code that make it very favorable for him to do so, where he maintains during his lifetime control of the account, but it doesn't count as part of his estate at the time he passes away. Okay. And with the 529 accounts, he would be free later on if, let's say, there was a uh, a path the great-grandchild what was going on he wasn't so thrilled with, he'd be able mm-hmm. to change the designated beneficiary to another uh, grandchild or another great-grandchild tax and penalty free 
So that's alternative one, and I'll talk about how to pick a 529 plan in just a second. Alternative number two, if the um, parents of this great-grandchild seem very responsible with money, at least under today's laws and rules, there's an advantage to him gifting the money each year to a parent of the great-grandchild, have the account for the 529 owned by the parent for the benefit of their child, his great-grandchild. Okay, I don't think he'll want to do that. Okay, I, I heard that hesitation in your voice. I heard everything I needed to know. Okay, so with 529 accounts, they vary in quality. I have a list at ClarkHoward.com that I spent hours revising not too long ago that has the best college savings plans in America and a guide to how your dad would pick which one to put money into and okay. then within it which investments to put the money in. And it can, okay. uh, the accounts can be opened with as little as $25 to as much as $70,000 in all at once. That's how much okay. flexibility they have. So That's great. It'll take, um, it'll take your dad to review the choices, pick a plan, and fund probably about 15 minutes' time. Okay. So it's really easy. So it's right. really nice he wants to do it. The only oops comes down the road in the event that this great-grandchild chooses not to go to college. And that's when mm-hmm. you change the beneficiary to somebody who is going so that you maintain the tax-free status. Okay. All right. So th- they're really, really great ways to fund a kid's college. The best, actually, in this particular circumstance you described, Kathleen. Brenda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brenda. How are you? Good. How are you, Clark? Great, thank you. You want to be a real estate mogul? I think I do. I'm not quite sure um, how I want to approach it. Um, I have to say, though, I've been a fan for years. And because of you, I actually am finally credit card debt free. Congratulations. After 10 years. It's taken a lot of work and a lot of, you know, scrimping down and getting everything, you know, to almost the science of, no, we're not going to spend that. We're going to go this route because it's cheaper, And but I'm there. Now you know, if it, took you, about, if it took you 10 years living on less than what you make, you have now had a lifelong habit that's instilled in you that yes. you'll likely live the rest of your life where you spend less than what you make. Yeah, I'm... It's taken me a long time, too, to kind of get my husband on board with that lifestyle because it's so easy to just swipe a card and sure. go get what you want right now, but you pay more for it in the long run. And um, I even down to couponing, I go into a grocery store now and save about $150 every week couponing. And... Um, it's the, even that was an adjustment for us because now I literally have a rule. If it's not on sale and I don't have a coupon for it, it doesn't get bought. How about you? So now you've and, gone from completely changing your lifestyle and how you handle money and healing on the financial front to now you want to make money 
And tell me right. how real estate fits in that. Um, I'm not quite sure which route I want to go with it. In Florida, we have a lot of the um, 55-plus communities. Um, I have looked into possibly purchasing like a, um, a mobile home in those 55-plus communities to um, rent out to make a little bit of a residual income. I am a little nervous about that um, because there are, you know, HOA fees that are in those neighborhoods. Um, and if I ended up tenantless for a little while, I would still have to cover those fees. But I Yeah, let me stop them. you right there. I am, I'm tightening up in the chest at the idea of you doing an investment in a restricted covenant community like a 55-plus. I, okay. I think I'd re- hit the reset button on that because okay. it's been very difficult for people to make money in the 55-plus communities. You know, they are a okay. lifestyle choice, and the problem is you always face, uh, it's cold, but you always face new inventory of property coming on the market as people mm-hmm. pass away or need to move into some form of, of assisted living that has right. the tendency to depress prices. So I don't see that as a long-term play for you. But real estate, if you look for a traditional real estate property, a rental property, I think those are great. And Florida has been slower to recover than most anywhere else in the country from the real estate bust because Mm -hmm. of a weird set of foreclosure rules in Florida that has put everything for recovery into slow motion. And I think if you are in a position where you can afford to buy a, a property at a decent price where you can make money from the first month as a landlord, just a traditional property, a traditional home, mm-hmm. I love that. But take the time to really learn a neighborhood that you're thinking, Brenda, you might want to buy. This is not something you make a quick decision on. You need to really drill down, visit a lot of streets, a lot of neighborhoods, get a real sense of fair market value, have a feeling if a neighborhood is on its way up, down, or sideways, never buy in a neighborhood less than sideways. And I love investment real estate. There's still a window for it in the state of Florida. When you have a question for me on the Clark Howard Show, go to clark.com slash ask. Joel? Who do you have an ask Clark from? Clark Robert wrote and he said, what advice do you have for finding a great stay-at-home job? The best stay-at-home jobs, without doubt, are ones where you draw on skills you already have, knowledge you have, and experience you have, particularly potentially with a current or past employer, where for your convenience and for their benefit, they've got to see the benefit, you were able to work, maybe contract work, for a present or former employer from your home. Nothing beats experience, training, and education that you have in a chosen field. In the event that none of that is an option, truth, the things you can do working at home, at your convenience, on your schedule, there's a lot of opportunities now but they don't pay particularly well i have a list at clarkhoward.com where you posted the ask clark for me of things you can do working at or from home a variety of 
uh, jobs or opportunities. But again, circle back, never sell short what you've done in the past, who you've done it for, and know that your most lucrative opportunities are going to be drawing on that past work, experience, and education. Leslie is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. You have a question for me that I've been dying for somebody to ask me from when I first talked about this. What did I get you curious about? Well, um, that the synthetic diamonds are identical to the mine diamonds, um, and they meet all the same four C's, and um, I'm in the market for a new diamond, and um, also I have four children. I hopefully will be in the market for a diamond in the near future. Well, you are a you are a pioneer. Did you know you're a pioneer? Uh, <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> because I thought that that was such a breakthrough thing I talked about, I guess, was it a couple of months ago? And there's been yeah. like no excitement about this, that you can buy a diamond that is uh, identical, essentially, to one that is dug out of the earth, but at a meaningful, significant discount. And so you're excited, and you may be a committee of one. <laughs> but yep, have definitely. you been looking at them, or are you at a point? I don't know where to look. I, I've only I've Googled it online, and I'm just not comfortable with anything I see there. So. Well, there was a site I mentioned when I talked about it before that is considered to be the highest volume seller of these, and it's called BrilliantEarth.com. Have you been there? No, I haven't. If you go there, there's a section on what okay. they, they just call it straight out, lab-created diamonds. Okay. And you can pick the shape. You can pick a price point if you want. You can uh, pick the condition, carat weight, color. I mean, the whole thing, the four Cs. Oh, that's great. You can build the stone kind of as you wish. I'm looking right this second. And the cheapest one they have is under $500. The most expensive, how many zeros? Let me look at this. Um, 45000 is the high Oh, my end. gosh. <laughs> and, and everywhere in between, obviously. Well, so, I'm going to check it out right away. So it is, it is an idea that I thought time has come because there are people who are very tuned into the whole conflict diamond thing. And would like to buy one, they don't have to worry about where it came from and who was exploited to bring it to market. And then there are people who are like, wow, I can get more value for my money. Mm -hmm. And it is is chemically the same as like a diamond dug out of the earth. Yeah, definitely. So look there, (laughs) and it's one of those things that we'll have to get uh, an acceptance in the marketplace, I would guess somewhere between 3 and 5% before it becomes common is something that various retailers will offer. Okay. But it's kind of thing made to order for the Internet. Okay. Because the Internet can handle something that is a micro market and still be able to serve people all over the country. Okay. So let me know what you decide, what you find. Okay, definitely, and thank you so much. Sure, have a great day. You too, thanks, bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had 
faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.